1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: I think that they're going to try to beef up that offensive line and add a wide receiver and, and go to war with Rogers being their quarterback and Robert Sala being their head coach. What could possibly go wrong? Tierney Salicata back on the fan. A special edition of the BT and Sal show, right here, where we talk about divisional playoffs coming up this weekend. Right now, instead of being on the line, he is in studio with us. Oh. The host of You Better, You Bet, and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Nick Costos. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Bet or You Bet podcast for more of Nick Costos' analysis. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. Now, BT, you and I, we talked about this. You know, Nick and I go back to like 2004. <sighs> At Sirius, I don't remember even the last time I saw you in person. It's been a
3: long time. Yeah. Fif- 15 years, maybe? Right, like a Knicks game back in the day? Oh, yeah, maybe. Also, right. th- thanks for having me. Oh, oh thanks for also, coming in. Also, I, I hear you do the read every week. Yeah. That, that SOB is long. <laughs> I just I just looked at it. That thing's like war and yeah. peace, man. It's like three huge paragraphs. Yeah, trust me, I, we I don't want to read it for you, it. but I mean, we
0: have to.
2: Now you know I why understand. It, if we stumble over it, that's <laughs> why it, it is a long read. But, no, thank you for coming in. We appreciate, appreciate it. I mean, dude, divisional round Happy playoffs. to do it. Uh, be, and Nick comes in and the first thing he says, "BT, do you work out?" And dancing BT. No, first off, I, BT
3: is like 6'5". The yeah. dude's a monster. <laughs> I, I, I didn't
2: realize he was that big. Tell me about it. Every picture I take next to the guy, people call me a little person. <laughs> well, I'm like, what y- y- are you y- talking y- about? Y- 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 you're
0: not. Yeah, you're kind of small. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm not that big, man. I'm five nine.
2: Like oh, by the way, and Spike says, they, "Yeah, oh, oh you're not. You're not five ten. Spike, kiss my ass. Yeah, go back. You're five ten. I'm five ten. Sal, Sal, you're not five ten. I'm really just hurt that Spike's leaving. I'm five 5'9". is no
3: universe in which you are five ten. not. I know I'm, like, 5'7", and you're, like, an inch and a half taller than well,
2: me. Well, hold on a second. We actually measured this. With shoes on, I am 5'9". But you don't wear shoes so when with, you get measurements. So, so take an inch you're off. That's the that. I took the shoes off. I'm 5'9". <laughs> what Jeez. kind of math is I I, I, I'm sorry. I, I said 5'10". I'm sorry. With shoes on, I'm 5'10". Okay, there you That's go. That's what I meant. I with
0: right, shoes so on, I'm 5'10". I think across. it's a stretch. How about this, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. Let's stop this. Go down to engineering. We'll, we'll do this today. Yeah. Okay. I will measure you today. Have Gallo do We well, already did it yeah, with we'll a You okay. just have to I be more comfortable these.
3: with your shortness. Like yeah. I am. Listen, I, I'm 5'7. It is what it is. I never thought
2: point is, I never thought I was short until I stayed next to this guy. Nick, it's,
0: I, it's great to have you. Listen, I, I love your work. I love your energy. And before we jump into all this stuff, so you guys have known each other a while the sal just yes. said. What was this lunatic like 15 years ago? I can only imagine what he was in his twenties. By what was the way, was it was 20
2: years ago because it was
0: well, I remember whatever it was.
2: at radio I'm pretty sure we started up in 2004 yeah that which was is 20 years ago what was he like when he was 26.
3: you know I Sal's a couple years I'm 40 you're what like 43? 44 I'll be 45
2: okay. in September so
3: Sal's a couple years older than me and I think our relationship was kind of like we were friends but you were also kind of like mentorish to me kind of like big brother almost oh. where look you would ask me for advice on stuff but I would ask you a lot of time for advice on stuff, whether and I'm not just talking professionally. I'm talking personally, and for just for people to well, know. Sal
0: thinks he's a Mac with the ladies, well, so of course I, I, get I, I have
3: to tell you he's not lying, <laughs> and I know that for an absolute fact because I've known him for a long time. I do
2: have some games. So
3: for the, for the people out there that just like hear Sal on the radio and think you have a preconceived notion of him. I can tell you because I've known him for two decades. He is just 100% great dude and would sit with me. We would go to Nick games and sit yeah. in the press area together and rap about sports and the Falcons and the Giants and the Mets and the Yankees, but about life. And I have really, really fond memories of our time doing that and really, like, positive thoughts about you and the person that you are. Well, sincerely. I appreciate
2: that. It's very nice, but I do remember, you know... And
3: that's not me blowing smoke, but no, like, that's the truth. And
2: that's I appreciate awesome. that. Now, this was like, I like a year... It. I started as an intern here in 2003 and then was interning at Sirius NFL Radio. So I was still new, but then you came on, I think, as an intern there or or cutting tape, whatever it was. 2004 was my internship. Right, so there you go. So we kind of came up together. And basically what I remember about him was just we were both nutjob, passionate.
0: Passionate fans. You, you, right. Yeah, yeah. Raw at the court. So like he was a
2: Giants apologist and loved whoa, the Giants. Hey, We'd whoa. sit in the WFA
3: yeah. newsroom and argue, and Rich Ackerman's here actually right now. Of and I think Ackerman just hated me when I was an intern. Sal <laughs>
0: he I, doesn't like anybody now. <laughs>
3: no, I, I like Rich a lot. And right. we would. Sal and I would do like Mike and the Mad Dog uh, in the newsroom
2: like of Nobody FAN. cares. Right, exactly. Yeah. Nobody cares about your opinion. That's what he'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, well, Ack, what a, what a yeah. wet mop. Ack, Ack come on, it's cool.
3: Yeah. I would feel the same way as he did if I were him he, in that spot.
2: He Ak came up with the the best interns are seen, not heard. I mean, come on. I don't, right. mean, I don't, Yo, don't want to turn it yeah, into yeah, that. No, He's I, totally uh, fine. He was
0: right. Anyway, all It's right. not true. I disagree with that, by the what? way. The best interns distinguish themselves, and they show respect, but they carve out a place where they're remembered. I mean, yeah. you listen to act, you go nowhere. What are yeah. <laughs> you doing <there? laughs> no, I mean, we, we, I love we, act we, too, but I mean, come on.
2: We apparently made it anyway. All right, so it's great to have you in studio here. We started the show talking about Jets and Giants, You know, last year the Giants were in the divisional round. Obviously, they got blasted by the Eagles, but still getting to the postseason, getting to the divisional round. And then we're looking ahead to next year. Of the two locals, Jets, Giants, which one do you think we could see most likely a year from now playing in a divisional round? Or just having success getting the postseason next
3: year? I I think it's like a really ridiculous question. I I don't – how could the answer be anything other than the Jets? Like, And I'm a Giants fan telling you that. I think the Giants are likely... Okay, so two things will happen. Either Daniel Jones is back as the Giants quarterback and you don't feel good about it. Or they take a rookie, like trade up to get a rookie, and maybe they're there. Like, m- Maybe they're not with the rookie, but they're probably not going to compete in year one with a rookie. Whereas the assumption has to be maybe Rodgers gets hurt three plays into the season next year. It, we have to have this conversation thinking that Rodgers is going to play the majority right. of the season. And if that's the case, the Jets have a Super Bowl quarterback now. I'm not saying they would definitely win or get there. The division's going to be really tough next year obviously, but the Jets ultimate ceiling is far higher than the Giants ultimate ceiling next year. It brings me no pleasure to say that as a Giants fan, but I what's the case that it's not the Jets, I well, guess? Well, first of all,
0: the Jets have a horrendous coach. They've got they've got cap situation now that is is less favorable than the Giants. If I'm the Giants, I know it's unpopular, you know, Saquon, I'm going to move on. I'm going to take that $12, $13 million. That, that
3: should be the most popular thing that anyone says Yeah. Is that. And, you
0: know, not everybody agrees. I get it. Sentimentality is strong, and, and you latch on to a player. Especially yeah, sentimentality. Good...
3: Lose every year. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah let's yeah, latch yeah, on to losing. True. <laughs> yeah, it's great. No, that's great. That's awesome. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You. But you know what I mean? Especially for somebody who's that respected. Like, sure. Saquon is 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 a real one. So, yeah, it's a little tough to say that, but you got to say what you believe, and I believe they should move on. Now, I look at – I was going to start with the wide receiver room. I mean, outside of Garrett Wilson, and it's a big outside of, the Giants' receiver, it's better. The Jets have one receiver. One! Well, but like if you combined
3: one. all the Giants' receivers together, like Voltron, they still wouldn't be better than
0: Garrett Wilson. I understand that, but that's not how the game goes. There's no Voltron, there's no video games, there's how many bodies out there are you rolling out that are highly capable, and the Jets, outside of Garrett Wilson, have absolute trash. Well,
3: I think chances are they're going to make a strong run at Devontae Adams. Yeah,
0: but we're talking right now. Again, so the way he did, the way the question was right, posed right between us and for the show, right now. Yeah, but, And by uh, the way, the Giants' own line right now is better but than like, the Jets with Thomas and Schmitz. But,
3: but like, we have we saw Rodgers take so many trash Green Bay receiving cores, and they've had good receivers throughout the years, but Rodgers has kind of done it with smoke and mirrors before. Like, I, I get it. Like, the receivers for the Jets outside of Garrett Wilson aren't great. Also, you're... Your quarterback's Aaron Rodgers, man.
2: So let me ask you, because we did have this conversation. We're talking with Nick Costos live in studio here. If you, what do you think is the bigger disparity? Dable to Sala or Rodgers to whoever the Giants quarterback will be?
3: Uh, uh, Well, depends on who the, probably Rodgers to whoever the quarterback is. If it's Daniel Jones, for sure. And then if it's a first round rookie, I'm, yeah, it's it's Rogers. Yeah, Even I think Nick, it, uh, ahead, Sal. Oh, I, just
2: saying, I think that's a tough call. I, I mean, I think Sal is the worst coach in the league. I think Dable could be one of the better coaches in the league. <laughs>
3: he's, he's not, he's not great
2: to me. Yeah, but, <laughs> but Joe Girardi
3: I, would say, he's not, he's not what you want.
2: Right. I'm more with you that I, I would value Rodgers plus the Jets' talent and plus what they have on defense more than just Dable versus Salah but I like I I think that disparity is so great yep. that you can make a case.
0: You you can but listen here's the thing with Rodgers I think we also romanticize you know who he is and forget about the Achilles that's we'll see when he's out there. All right, can he still at least you know roll out and you know, I don't mean run thirty yards a clip, but he's an athlete, or at least he old. was. I would think he'll be okay. I would think so too. But I guess what I'm trying to piece together here, and I don't know the answer, but I don't know that it's going to absolutely be favorable. The guy that we saw in that last game against Detroit, who who did not have a great season before he came here, so it's the diminished skill that was evident with the Packers now. Is compounded by a really serious foot injury at the age of 40. I mean, we're sitting here saying that Roger's gonna be a star. I don't know. Uh, Is he still a star? Yes. By, but by definitely. what measurement? He wasn't a top ten quarterback last year with the Packers. I think he had, two years ago. He
3: had by by his standards more of a down year. This was also Green Bay's kind of transitory period. And you're starting; they're starting to reap the benefits of it this year with Christian Watson in year two and Romeo Dobson year two. Where like for the, the 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 kind of like a the Packers season was set up on the first play of the game against Minnesota last year in Minnesota. Bombed to Christian Watson seventy yards. Watson drops it. Kind of sets the tone for the entire season and how it's going to go. Now Green Bay does catch fire at the end of the year, and look, we can criticize Rodgers for his performance in that game, but then I can play the flip side of the coin and say, like, that's the Detroit Lions team, big time on the come, that said, like, that's the Dan Campbell quote. Right. If we don't make it, neither do they. They knock Green Bay out of the playoffs and use that as a springboard. Now they're playing here on divisional weekend. So I, I am more apt to side with the body of work with Aaron Rodgers. Sure, like, the potential exists that he's just washed, Ideal improbabilities. I think the more probable outcome is that he is going to continue to play. Maybe not at like first ballot Hall of Fame, 2010, gunslinging best quarterback ever mode. Mm. But I certainly think he'll be good enough to raise your team ceiling. Where the ultimate outcome is to actually win the Lombardi Trophy. We're, we're talking with mm. Nick
2: Hostos live in studio here, host of You Better You Bet and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. All right, a couple more. We could take a break in a little bit, and then get to the games on the other side. But I have a couple more coaching questions yeah, here so, for yeah, you. Yeah, so
3: some Giants. I hope.
2: Well, yeah. What's yeah. up with the table? So, like, what are your thoughts? We've broken it down over the last week and a half. Sure. All these stories have come out from multiple uh, people here, different sides of it. What do you make of the Dable and the the Giants' coaching situation overall? So,
3: like, the um, I want to just start with this. Um, the Pat Leonard Daily News column, I thought was like sensational. Right. I thought he did a great job. What I'm going to say is not a criticism of him. He did his job. He did a great job. I think it's pretty clear that, like, a lot of that stuff comes from Wink Martindale. And, like, the Daily News was the paper that reported Wink was resigning. I think you just, like, connect the dots. Again, Leonard did his job. The Daily News did its job. Not criticizing them at all. Just that, like, I think we have to consider the source for a lot of this stuff. And then I would encourage Giants fans who are calling for Dable to be fired. Think back, 1983, the year I was born. Great year. (laughs) Bill Parcells, year one, as head coach of the New York Football Giants. Three wins. Three wins. George Young contemplating firing Bill Parcells after the 83 season for Howard Schellenberger. They decide to keep Parcells. He says, screw it with Scott Brunner. Phil Simms takes over as the quarterback. They end up winning two Super Bowl championships. 2006, following Eli's second year in 2005, Giants win the division. Shut up. I, I was at that game. Shut up by Carolina in the wild card round. Terrible regular season. Finish 8-8. Eight and eight. That's the Kiwanuka-Vince Young year in 2006. Lose to the Eagles in overtime in the wild card round. Everyone is calling for Tom Coughlin's job following the 2006 season. The Daily News published that famous, like, back-page headline, Ready, set, fire. Fire Tom Coughlin. Lost the locker room. Everyone hates him. He's too strict with the veterans. They come back, win the Super Bowl in 2007. This is not me saying that the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl next year or in a couple years or that they'll even win an NFC East under Brian Dable. Just that, like, history has shown. Call from mom. Answer it. Situations like this with this franchise have played out and they've been able to find success. Here's what I think. Giants win next year. No one will give one bleep about what was written about Brian Dable this offseason. Go out there and win the games. I don't care about any of that stuff. It's like one assistant coach told people don't come here. Great. What's the context of that? Who said it? Was it one of the coaches that got fired? Again, that's not a criticism of the Daily News. They did a great job. Just that, like, consider the source a little bit in these things, I think.
0: I I want you to expand on something. We're both huge Dable fans. Um, And I agree, firing him would be absolutely ridiculous. But are you hanging solely onto the history of the Giants or are there things that you could tangibly identify on the air that make you say Dayball's going to be a star? Because it's one thing to say, well, they almost fired Parcells. They almost fired Coughlin. Don't fire him because it's happened before. Why do you love Dayball?
3: The the 2022 season. And I think things could have gone really, really I mean, they started this year, and it's, it's a train wreck, man. It's the Titanic. It's as bad as it gets. It could have gone a lot worse than it did, and we have seen this with Joe, Joe Judge. Like, we literally saw that. Like, the Titanic sank with Joe Judge. Meanwhile, Dable kind of guided this team to respectability at the end. They weren't a good team, mm. but they weren't a laughing stock. Yeah. And also, by the way, they went to the playoffs in year one, and he and he literally pulled all the right strings, made all the right moves. I'm not saying he's definitely a star, but has he earned year three? Yes. In my opinion, absolutely no go. question. We're talking with Nick go.
2: Costos in studio one more before we break and then get to the games. Mike McCarthy, because everything, I believe the Cowboys made the right move keeping him, and everything you just said about all those Giants coaches to me fits in line with what I believe about McCarthy, guy won a Super Bowl before, three straight years with 12 wins in the postseason. I think Dak's more the problem. What are your thoughts on McCarthy and the Cowboys? I
3: think Jerry Jones made the wrong move.
2: Wow. Uh, I, think yep.
3: he, I think he had to fire him. Great. You can have the greatest regular season winning percentage in the storied history of the Dallas Cowboys. Here would be my question for you guys and for the listeners and for Jerry Jones. Next year, the Cowboys are playing on Wild Card Weekend. Game's about to kick off. Do you have a pit a pit in your stomach? Got that you don't have an advantage
0: as the head coach. Put so, it that way. He uh, should have been fired. I'm with how you. How
3: about this? Two thousand here's the Mike McCarthy experience. I know we won a Super Bowl, he also had Aaron Rodgers. 2014 NFC Championship Game, Packers on the road in Seattle. I bet the Packers in the game on the money line. They lost in overtime. It was it was it was brutal. First two drives of the game, Packers fourth and goal from the one or the two on the road in Seattle. Twice, here's Mason Crosby for 18 yard field goals. You lose, Like, you're a loser. Sorry, <laughs> like you lose. And everyone wants to say, well, Brandon Bostic fumbled the onside kick. How about this clown sent, kicking eight on the road in the NFC title game as a touchdown underdog? Here's two field goals for you. So like, great, they'll win 11, 12 regular season games again next year. The roster is really good. And they'll get to the playoffs and the same things. Why would something different happen? It's a brutal decision by Jerry Jones.
2: You like, you think Dak could get over the hump or you would move on from him so too? So,
3: I'll, I'll ask this question. I'm making this up. Let's say Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel is the head coach right. of the Dallas Cowboys next year. They enter, and they're not offensive coaches, not the point though. You enter a playoff game with one of those two guys as the head coach and Dak Prescott's your quarterback. You have more or less confidence in Dak in that game than you do with Mike McCarthy.
0: I mean, you put it that way. Well, he's not going to be down fourteen zip, so well, automatically put, everything well, changes. Just,
2: just in general, I am tr- not going to put Rabel in there because McCarthy they, didn't. Because did like,
3: I'll say that, I like, love Rabel. Like, they, they weren't ready to play. Yep. On Sunday, that's what I said. That, well, they, and that's the biggest indictment you can. they not LeFleur, ready to play. Lafleur
2: embarrassed them. Lafleur Le, coached a hell of a game, he, he even starting with taking the ball, where everybody's deferred. Right. Take the ball. Go right down the field on that big bad defense in their building. Take the crowd out of it. Put even more pressure on the. You're hundred percent right. And they never were able to get off the mat. You're all right. right, we'll take a quick break, Nick. I want to be back, uh, come back and, and break down all these games. Here we got the four games for divisional round postseason. We got Nick Costos, host of You Better You Bet, and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, in studio with BT and Sal on the Fan. Brandon yeah. Tierney, Sal, kind of back on the Fan. We have Nick Costos in studio with us. He is the host of You Better You Bet, and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come meet us in the city here, Nick, and talk about the divisional round live in person. All right, what are we looking at? Saturday, we get started at 4.30. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, a huge game for them. All the pressure is on. Ravens and the upstart Houston Texans.
3: Now be, uh, be honest with me. Do you guys hate it when, like, we do these spots? And I'm like, well, I need to tell you about the weather first.
2: No, I actually like it. (laughs) Great. And I think people listening. Yeah, exactly. People listening that want the, you know, pick their side or have at least your expertise, give them... The, the most information so they can pick their side. I think it does matter. Weather going to play a factor in this yeah, one? So,
3: so thankfully, this is the only game this weekend where it looks like there may be adverse weather. Like it'll be cold in Buffalo, but like no inclement weather. We thought earlier in the week that there might be rain in the Bay Area on Saturday night for Niners-Packers. Yeah. It looks like that's cleared. This is obviously this stuff is really fickle. I always say the only people that are wrong more often than people that give sports betting picks are meteorologists, <laughs> and, we, and we all somehow get to keep our jobs. It's really great. Um, so potentially. Potential inclement weather on Saturday in Baltimore where doesn't look like it's going to rain, but maybe wind gusts up to like 25 miles per hour. So for people that might look at this total and think about, you know, the likely MVP, Lamar Jackson on one side, CJ Stroud is like the next great, the next big thing on the other. You'll see a total of 43 and a half and think, wow, like that's really short. This is the reason why, is because there's concerns about wins, which impacts passing games. So that's the first thing I would want people to consider if you're looking to bet this game now as opposed to Saturday. So if we get to Saturday, and myself and Ken Barkley will be on 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern. I think it runs a little later in the day on, on, uh, on WFAN. On Saturday? On Saturday, yep. And we do show and on Sunday, Sunday morning, yeah, that too. that I know. Okay. Yep. Um, if we get to Saturday... And look, like, you can listen to my show, you the person out there listening right now, or you could, like, get up off your ass. You don't even have to get up off your ass. You could stay seated on your ass and Google on your phone, Baltimore weather today, and you can see what the wind's gonna be. And if it's, like, 15 miles per hour, you're good. 20-plus, maybe we got a little bit of a problem. I'm gonna bet the over in the game if we get to Saturday and the weather's not gonna be bad and we're in this range like 43 and a half or 44. As far as betting the side of the game goes, both this game and the Saturday night game profile similarly to me, where similar yeah. to well. that's a so tough
0: one. I added a couple syllables. I stay away work. from that yeah. one. It's a tough one. Yeah. The
3: two favorites, San Francisco and Baltimore, are deserved big favorites. But on the other side, you've got two quarterbacks in C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love that you feel really good about right yeah. now. That yeah. maybe, they could, maybe they could stroll in through the back door. Here's how I anticipate the first game playing out. We could do Packers-Niners also. Um, I think Baltimore will race out to a lead in this game. Houston, my sense is Bobby Slowick's done this a lot this season. The young hotshot offensive coordinator for Houston. They stick to the run game. For far too long, they're not going to be able to run against this Baltimore defense. The Ravens will take a lead. When the Ravens have taken a lead this season, and throughout like, the John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson era, they play with their food. They mess around. They're going to try and run the game out. They, they're not going to be able to do it. And then, once we're in the second half and Baltimore's up by 10, 13, 14, 17 points, like the training wheels come off. And C.J. Stroud throws on every play. And then you feel good about the Houston Texans offense. So I think if we get into a game state at halftime where Baltimore is up 14-3, something like that, 17-7, I think the second half over is a good look. I think Houston's probably a good look. Make me pick the game. I'll... I'll side with Baltimore a little bit, but those are my preferred ways that I'd like to play the first game on Saturday.
0: All right, so we're talking to Nick Costos. Nick, we don't have enough time to run through all these games as thoroughly as that one, but that, that's that's a good rundown. I'm not saying it's that's, not, that's, but we're a little my, tight. My, my, my
2: bad. <laughs>
0: no, 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 I get it. I mean, you're passionate. I absolutely love it, the passion, love but it, yeah. it fits well on this show.
2: There are very few people who can raise the energy on this show.
0: Yeah. He's one of them. He's one of the few. Yeah. Packers, Niners, Bucks, Lions, Chiefs, Bills. Obviously, Chiefs, Bills has maybe the highest profile. Um... Is there a trend in one of those three games? Is there something that makes you feel all right? This is this is money that that I'm getting ready to stick in my pocket. I just love playing one of those games more than others. Sure. What jumps out?
3: I'll I'll say for the for the and the, I would put the Texans under this umbrella also for the first three dogs of the weekend: Houston, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. I think if you like the underdog to cover the spread or keep the game close, I think you like, have to parlay it with the over. So I think like if you like Tampa Bay plus 6.5, like, parlay that with over 48.5. Is Tampa Bay ever slowing down the Detroit? Detroit's going to score. San Francisco's going to score. Baltimore's going to score. Yeah. So I'm not saying the underdogs can't cover in all three. They, they They could all cover. They could all win outright. Just that those games are never going to be low scoring. So I think the three underdogs all correlate with the game going over the total, and that's the uh, the first three games. Um, San Francisco-Green Bay, I like the over in the game, over 50-and-a-half. 50,
0: oh, 50 okay.
3: San Francisco's going to name its score on this Green Bay defense. Coming off a double bye for a lot of their key offensive players, and I think I feel good enough at this point in Jordan Love and the Packers offense. Let, I want to make sure Christian Watson gets a couple days of full practice in. Uh, over 50-and-a-half on Saturday night. Um, Sunday in the Tampa-Detroit game, I like Detroit a a little bit I said on my show on Monday before the Lions Eagles game up the Eagles uh, Bucks game excuse me was played I would make this point spread six and a half that's less to pat myself on the back and more to just say I think I don't know what to do here uh, I think Detroit meaning very, that
0: they nailed it and I, it's, I think it's they a nailed tricky it. number to navigate
3: I think Detroit's very likely to win the game and that'll take me to the bet that I like on Sunday which will be the 2023 NFL season opener memorial teaser with the Detroit Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Chiefs up to plus eight and a half, Lions down to a pick If you don't want to do a teaser and incur that extra juice, um, I think how you bet the Bills-Chiefs game, I'll be very quick here. By the end of the game on Monday, Bill Steelers, Buffalo's playing in the back seven of their defense with third and fourth stringers. A lot of guys are out due to yeah, injury.
0: they got knocked around.
3: First injury report of the week comes out yesterday. And I could run Teron Johnson, uh, Bernard, Dodson, Rasul Douglas, and others. Their status is kind of all up in the air. So if we get to Friday, final injury report comes out, and it looks like these guys are not playing. Kansas City is going to get bet in the game. The game will not close Buffalo 3. But if it looks like these guys will play, I think the Bills are going to close a three-point favorite in the game. So just to get get people ahead of what's going to happen in the betting market, my opinion as, as to what's going to happen, I think Buffalo is going to win. I think they will be up by like one, two, three, or 4 at the end, and the Chiefs will be driving, and like we've seen all season, someone on the Kansas City offense will drop the ball in boneheaded, insane fashion, and Buffalo will finally exercise the demon in red that's haunted them since the 1993 AFC Championship game when Jim Kelly and the Bills beat (laughs) Joe Montana and the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I lean Buffalo in the game, but I need more information on their injury report.
2: Yeah, I'm with you as far as gathering the information for a bet, just my gut as far as a winner in that game, yeah. I'd be stunned if the Chiefs won. Listen, I uh, won against them last week. I was foolish because I did it with the wrong team at the wrong time. Chiefs are not getting past the
0: Bills. You guys missed the biggest mark. Uh, you talk about weather. Uh, I don't know. The weather inside the uh, Ford Field is going to be an absolute <laughs> mess. I mean, it's going to be bad in Detroit. It's going to be very cold.
3: It's not a great job by that report. It's going to be tough
0: getting off the bus. Yes,
3: that's not a, not a great. Also, like, Bowles could have handled that with a little more grace. Uh, I, thought so? not...
0: I thought he was good. I thought he diffused it properly. I thought he, yeah. yeah
3: if, if I'm him, I go. He could have been a jerk. I go, I go look, like, I, I understand why you think that, because Detroit's really cold. They do play in a dome, and here's how we're preparing. I would have handled it
0: no. How do you think Belichick would
2: handle worse. that? Yeah, well, you don't have to be a jerk. Yo, uh, But come on. You are asking a question about the game. You don't even know where the game's being played. Yeah, he was so soft. I, it was I, nice. I, come do I, on. you know I'm, the reporter I'm, or something? I don't. Okay. I don't. Has that been uh, revealed? Yeah.
3: I don't think so. Okay. I also haven't looked.
2: Last one hmm. for you real quick in a minute. Less than a minute. Knicks.
3: I think the, um, the upside of this team with the Ananobi trade has been raised now. I look at the Eastern Conference like this. I think it profiles very similarly, guys, to the Eastern Conference last year where you had a surprise winner in the Miami Heat as an 8-seed get all the way to the NBA Finals. Boston has its issues. I don't trust the head coach. The Milwaukee Bucks have two stars but play absolutely no defense. Joel Embiid could walk out of the shower and, like, step down weirdly and miss two seasons. Always, always could potentially get hurt. And the Heat are the Heat. They're also not that great. No, they're not. There's... They're, look, I don't know if it's going to... But look, like we're Knicks fans. Knicks-Celtics-Eastern Conference Final. Boston would be favored in the betting market. Would you be shocked if the Knicks beat them no. in a seven-game series?
2: Not anymore, dude. I think the Knicks could go. Why put a cap on them? Mm-hmm. Well...
3: I think that if and when they get to the finals, they would get waxed by Denver, who's the best team, I think. But I do think the ceiling has been raised now from second round of the playoffs to potential Eastern Conference champion New York Knicks.
2: All right, Nick. Thanks for coming in, dude. And
3: I like them tonight against the Wizards laying the
2: points. <laughs> I mean, the Wizards are... What are they laying? 10, and also,
3: 12, uh, 13? And also, and also Wizards give, me, stink. give me the Rangers and the under tonight. In oh, Vegas. Do you just
2: uh,
0: bet it, everything? It I mean, do you just bet every night? How many things you got rolling every night? Um,
3: you know, I would say... On like a loaded NBA slate, usually like three bets, loaded hockey slate, two to three bets.
0: So you're juggling six, seven things a night? That's a lot. Oh, my God. You pay
3: attention to all of it. You bet responsibly. uh, Yeah, that's true.
1: I'd die of a heart attack. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.